welcome to Student Affairs Now. I'm your host, Keith Edwards. Today is an exciting opportunity as I'm joined by three other hosts of Student Affairs Now. Today we'll be taking a chance to look back at our launch, our favorite episodes, and what we're learning and looking forward to in 2021. Student Affairs Now is the premier podcast and learning community for thousands of us who work in, alongside, or adjacent to the field of higher education and student affairs. We hope you find these conversations make a contribution to the field and are restorative to the profession. We release new episodes every week on Wednesdays. Find us at studentaffairsnow.com or on Twitter. And today's episode is sponsored by Anthology. Is your goal to engage in effective assessment, boost data fluency, and empower staff with strategic data collection, documented analysis, and use of results for change? No matter where your campus is in the assessment journey, Anthology, formerly Campus Labs, can help you figure out what's next with a short assessment. You'll receive customized results and tailored recommendations to address your most immediate assessment needs. Learn more about how Anthology products and expert consultation can empower your division with actionable data by visiting campuslabs.com sa-now. As I mentioned, I'm your host, Keith Edwards, kind of today. We got lots of hosts today. My pronouns are he, him, his, and I'm a speaker, consultant, and coach. And you can find out more about me at keithedwards.com. I'm hosting this conversation today from Minneapolis, Minnesota, which is the ancestral home of the Dakota and the Ojibwe peoples. Heather, tell us about you. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Heather Shea. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I'm broadcasting from East Lansing, Michigan, near the campus of Michigan State University where I work as a director of women's student services and serve as affiliate faculty. MSU occupies the ancestral homelands of the Anishinaabe, Three Fires, Confederacy of Ojibwe, Ottawa, and Potawatomi peoples. Uh, Susana? Hi, my name is Susana Munoz. My pronouns are she, her, hers, ella. And today I'm in Fort Collins, Colorado, which is on the stolen lands of the Ute, Arapaho, and Cheyenne people and nations. And where Colorado State is as well. And I am an associate professor and program director of higher education leadership program, Glenn. Hey, hey, everyone. My name is Glenn de Guzman. I use he, him pronouns. I'm coming to you from Livermore, California, the um, ancestral homelands of the Ohlone people. Currently, I'm the associate dean of students and director of residential life at the University of California, Berkeley. Awesome. Well, it's so great to have you all here. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about where we've been and, and where we're going. Believe it or not, it's only been three months since we dropped our first episode, I believe on October 7th. Uh, this is our 18th episode. Um, I just love to hear from folks. Uh, what has it been like for you being involved in this project? Uh, Heather and I invited Glenn and Susanna in and you graciously agreed and you've been along the ride for, for these conversations and planning and thinking about episodes and behind the scenes. Um, Glenn, what's it been like for you being involved in this Student Affairs Now podcast? Uh, it's been fun. I get to hang with you all. Yeah, um, I really appreciated the, uh, the production and the, the magic that, be, that happens behind the scenes. So I think I'm going to start by just commenting on that. So um, thank you for that opportunity and experience. Um, I think for me, uh, the panel conversation before we actually record has been, has been really fun and interesting. I think it's an opportunity to just connect with people and, and not only just talk about the topic that we're about to engage in, but also just the banter and the jokes and just sort of the stories. And so it's really kind of cool to find connection and kind of establishing and rekindling old relationships, but just also developing new ones. So I've appreciated that. I think the, the last piece I would just comment on is 
just the role on uh, just the role that technology and social media is playing in in this um, this kind of project. Um, you know, I, you know, obviously I'm a user, but to see the the impact and how how different people across um, you know our audience base uh, who use who who are, who are like comfortable with web who like to look at stuff on YouTube or who like to look at stuff. Um, uh, through the uh, iTunes podcast. It's interesting to just see the demographics and looking at the data. So I think those are some of the things that stick out for me. Yeah, Glenn, for me, it's always challenging. Sometimes the best conversations happen before we start recording. So you got to save them. Hold this goodness for when we're, when we're recording. Uh, Susanna, how about you? What's been, uh, what's been it like for you being involved in this? I mean, I would, I would agree with everything that you know Glenn was saying in terms of sort of the like the the, the banter and sort of the conversations behind the scenes because I think it's I'm an extrovert y'all so you know this COVID <laughs> has not been it's not been kind to me and so the moment that we get in sort of these virtual spaces where we're inviting folks that we want to talk with and just folks that we haven't connected with it's like hey, how are you doing? How's COVID life treating you? And how are, how's family? So I feel like it's, it's also brought a sense of humanity and in terms of, you know, how, how we're all sort of adjusting and dealing uh, with that pandemic and the other pandemics that we were experiencing. And um, so I, I really appreciate that opportunity just to bring, you know, different people together and, and just have that banter. But the, the other thing that I would say is just, you know, the the community, I think it, it really, you know, brings us together. Um, we're able to talk about issues that um, really matter um, to, to us. Um, I find myself, you know, in teaching class, you know, thinking about like things that students are saying and just kind of like, wow, this would totally be a, to a great podcast, you know, to bring to this. And so I'm always sort of now thinking about like, um, you know, new ideas and, you know, walking in the grocery store, just like, oh, you know, what about this podcast? What about this? So it's always on my mind now in, in terms of, of being involved in this project and and um, and really staying true to our purpose and uh, trying to be restorative and providing just sort of a sense of, um, you know, now and, and giving our audience members sort of like, you know, here's some, here's some things to, to nod. And that's why I really appreciate like our final question um, that we give our audience, our art, not audience, but our, our guests is sort of what are you pondering now? Because I feel like that's, that's something that I leave pondering about too. So it's like, oh, what you're pondering is exactly what I'm pondering. I need to ponder more. And so um, so this, this opportunity and these episodes and this, this process for me has really just given me um, so much to think about and how um, I can be a, provide contribution to our field. Mm -hmm. Well, particularly in these, well, in oh, these times, uh, having time to think is such, such a luxury. Just to be asked the question, what are you thinking about now? Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes that's the time we're so busy doing, doing, doing. Yeah. So on what I just heard Susanna and Glenn talk about that I've really appreciated, it's a community among us as hosts. Um, so for those of you who are watching or listen to our Wednesday episodes, uh, we meet every week. We talk behind the scenes about who might be interesting to 
have as panelists what topics we might want to focus on. And I love that consistency. I mean, it's been it's become something that I've looked forward to not only in my own podcast feed, but also in just a relationship. Um, when I think about like what we were hoping this uh, podcast would be, we, we talked about the contribution and and um, as Susanna already said, being restorative. And I want to acknowledge that like we are joining conversations that have been going on. So we're we're elevating and hopefully giving an opportunity for folks um, to listen to multiple perspectives on topics that are facing our work. And on a campus like Michigan State, where we're going through a fair amount of organizational change, something like Student Affairs Now provides this opportunity to get um, free professional development resources, join conversation, and then spark that learning with other people on our campus. So I have, um, I, you know, I am somewhat of a, like, oh, I'm, I, like as Susanna just said, as I'm walking around, I'm thinking of things, I'm talking to people, and then I'm like, oh, you should listen to Susanna's episode on Beyond Land Acknowledgements, or oh my gosh, should you listen to the episode that Glenn hosted on trauma? And I think that's probably the biggest thing is that I, you know, I'm building a resource uh, library for my colleagues on campus, and I think that is a huge contribution. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful to continue to be a part of the project. Mm -hmm. Keith, what about you? What have you, what have you learned in your involvement? I love to learn and I love to learn about student affairs. I love to learn about identity. I love to learn about practice. I love to learn about all these things. Um, and so what I've been learning about this is now I understand all the back ends of podcasts and Apple connect and (laughs) servers and WordPress sites and all these things that frankly, I don't care very much about. But just learning something new that I have no familiar way, familiarity with has been really great. And of course, I love learning from the guests. And um, one of the things in my role getting to work not just on one campus, with, but multiple campuses is I hear so often from folks who think the challenges or the conversations they're having on their campus are unique to their campus. And sometimes they are, but sometimes every campus is having those same conversations. And I think this is a really great way for folks to say, oh, other people are thinking about that. Other people are struggling with that. Other people are confronting those things, but they're talking about it in this way. And we've kind of got stuck in talking about it this way. Um, So I love kind of bringing people from lots of different identities and functional areas. Uh, We've tried to have a good blend of practitioners and faculty perspectives and scholars and people doing the work. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that. And I, I always love the conversations and, and the connection, right? The connection is great uh, to connect with, with the four of us uh, every week has been, has been wonderful. Um, bringing folks back into my life has been really great, uh, but also connecting with guests. And as Glenn mentioned, I love reconnecting, having an excuse to reconnect with people who I've known in other venues or connected with at a conference or used to work at another institution. But I also love hey, you should talk to this person. I'm like, I don't know who they are. They're great. And then you get to know them. Um, and, and so the relationship building is a really, um, it's a great perk and one you wouldn't necessarily think of is think about hosting podcasts is, is building relationships, getting to do that. So that's a little bit about what we've gotten from our involvement. Uh, now maybe we'll move into some of our, our greatest hits. So well, we, we've had all these conversations from the ones you've hosted to the ones you've listened to from others. But what are the biggest lessons? What are the biggest learnings for you as a student affairs person from the episode so far? And Susanna, we're going to put you on the spot right away. 
Oh, I think the hard part about this question is that there are so many lessons. And so um, I, um, one of the things that I, that resonated with me in particularly the, um, the trauma episode was this notion that your, your profession is not your identity, it's your job. I've had to repeat my, that to myself mm. a lot. Mm. And I was thinking about like how I was socialized, you know, in my faculty role and, um, you know, into sort of give, give, give. And I think, um, you know, that episode really hit a nerve for me because it's, that is my challenge. That is, that is really my challenge. And I've had to, and I, I get it, you know, I've had to repeat this to myself because it's like, it's so hard to separate for me and and it's really about me not being able to maybe set good boundaries for myself and so I think that that was a huge takeaway in terms of like you know how do I maybe role model um, my profession differently for those that are coming behind me as faculty members um and, and the other episode that I would, had my aha moment was um, Larry Roper. Oh my gosh. Like that, what, I don't, I just like, it, I felt that episode so much. And I, and I don't know whether it was because it was at a moment that I just needed to hear the, his words, but I just, um, you know, the, the humanity he brought to that episode, the whole notion of um, justice as relationship building and giving forgiveness to those that have caused harm and how do we bring them into the conversation. I was just, that just, just reached my soul. And I think it was, um, it, I definitely needed to hear that because of, you know, we're living in a time that it's so polarized, right? It's so divided. And, you know, these elections were, you know, making my blood pressure <laughs> go high, you know, and, and I think about it in ways of us and them and, and this language and not necessarily thinking about the we. And, um, and so I think, um, you know, his, his um, notion of the forgiveness is not for them, but it's for us. I don't know what, what it was about those words, but I just needed to hear. I got very emotional listening to that because I think I just needed to hear hear that. And that was very healing for me. So that those are, were just little you know tidbits that I took. There, I thought all the episodes were awesome. Um, I've also had to reflect about just, you know, being an immigrant here and what does that mean with my relationship to the land? And I have never thought about the land that I left behind um, and how I have ties to that land. And, and so there's, again, it's, it's just a lot of thinking and I'm so grateful for the, the content that we produce. And so, yeah, there's a lot, oh. right? That is so great, Susanna. I'm I'm tempted to like I'm you're making me emotional. I'm, I'm I'm tempted to emphasize it with a curse, but we'll try and keep our clean rating for this episode, uh, and not do that. But thank you. That was awesome, awesome. Uh, Heather, what what have been some of your takeaways? 
I don't know how I follow that. I, exactly. <laughs> I am, I'm stunned. I have, I have no words. Um, you know, I, I want to pick up on the theme that Susanna just mentioned at the end, because the episode Beyond Land Acknowledgements um, really brought home for me the ways that, um, you know, certain practices like um, providing a land acknowledgement at the beginning of our programs and events is becoming very performative. And mm -hmm. to the, the conversation that troubled that was really powerful. And as a, um, as a long time, I've worked all my entire professional career at land grant universities, except for one year. So all the way from undergrad till today, um, I won't tell you how many years that is, but have, have been entirely at um, four different land grant institutions. So, you know, I've always thought kind of land grants play an important role in higher education and the ways in which um, they provide access and are supposed to be about serving the population of the state. And um, from that episode and from some other uh, resources that people have been sharing through MSU's land acknowledgement, um, I've learned a lot about the ways in which, you know, who, where did, where did that land come from, right? The land grab universities, I think is what they, mm. they reference in that episode. And um, now when I think about the land acknowledgement, I think about how it's tied to our institutional histories, not just that we occupy this land, but that our, our institutions were complicit in the theft of that land. Um, and so that, episode just really struck struck me as something that um, is really powerful. Um, and then I want to speak about one other episode that I learned a lot from. And part of it has to do with, you know, I think all of the topics that we're trying to cover, we want to be perennially useful, right? So anybody can pick it up at any point in time and have some use of it. But Glenn's conversation around technology, and maybe it was because we are living in such a different world regarding our relationship with technology, our relationship with students as mediated through technology, our learning environments. Um, you know, I'm watching my children go to school on Zoom upstairs. And so I think that episode was just super timely and also perennial. And so I, I learned a lot also about the, the mental health effects and the ways that our, um, you know, again, we're performing right through our screens every day and what are some of the things that we can do to kind of mitigate that? And I think one of the takeaways I'm, I'm moving into next year with is just a commitment to be a little kinder to myself regarding that, that performance. So um, both of those episodes just really, really uh, hung with me. So mm -hmm. thank you to both Susan and Glenn. Yeah, I love that. And uh, one of my big takeaways too was from the Beyond Land Acknowledgements and really um, has pushed me to, to not just do land acknowledgements, but how do I extend that and not leave it at that and be a checklist and both in how we do that at the beginning of events and how I build that in with the work that I do and workshops and virtual things that we're there in one place and I'm in another, but also what, what are the ways that my whole mindset about knowledge and learning and education is in a settler colonial mindset and how, what, what would be the cool things that would happen to unpack some of that and decolonize some of that? And I think sometimes the, that sounds like kind of a bummer, but I see so much liberation in that. Like, what are the different ways of thinking about knowing? What are the different ways of thinking about learning that, that would be so cool and, and so interesting? And so that's been a great, um, 
that conversation really kind of pushed me to be more active in exploring that. So I appreciate that. And then my other takeaway is less from a particular episode, but just a theme I keep hearing over and over again in multiple episodes, whether it was with Larry Roper or the identity conscious supervision, but the, the both and of tending to our individual liberation and societal, cultural, institutional liberation. Um, that we, we get stuck in the either or, like we can't care about my resilience and my self-care because we got to feel focused on oppression. Well, yes, let's not ignore oppression, but also like, how do I navigate through today? Um, and I think that's just been coming up for folks. How do you, how, uh, on another podcast, not one of ours, uh, Lama Rod Owen said, I need to be free while I'm working to get free. Yeah. And I think that yeah. question about how do, how are we going to be free, not wait until the world is the way we want it to be, but how am I going to be free while I'm also working to get free in the both end of the individual transformation and societal, institutional, cultural transformation um, is a really powerful thing that I'm thinking about in so many different contexts. And then I can't ignore the episode I got to do with Susan Komovas. You've mentioned Larry Roper, mm-hmm. which was a treat, but um, we set the all-time record for laughter on that episode with Susan and I and so many stories. And she, she just really brilliantly brings, she's so smart and so wise, which are very different things. And, and she's so personal too about her challenges and experiences. It's just really a wonderful gift uh, to give yourself if you haven't listened to that one yet. That would be a, a great one to do. Glenn, how about you? <laughs> Wow. I, you know, the big, if there's a, I don't know if I can answer the biggest lesson because it almost feels like every episode uh, I'm taking away something, right? There's so much, um, there's so much complexity within this, each singular um, uh, episode. And what's interesting for me is, you know, and, you know, for our, for the folks listening in or watching, when we plan these topics or when we start scheduling these topics, we, we, we come in with a, you know, a curious question or we want to explore a certain topic. But what's, what's fascinating to me is then when you, when you hear or in some cases see the end product, the complexity within each one. Um, you know, so to me, greater themes have just been for me like, wow, there's just so much that I'm still learning um, and how things are evolving. Uh, you know, we've been in this, all of us have been in, in this field for a long time but we're starting to just see new emerging uh, perspectives, ideas. And I think also hearing it from different lenses, uh, different identities is also fascinating to, um, to me. Specifically, some of the episodes that stick out for me, um, uh, you mentioned it, Keith, I, I enjoyed listening to um, your conversation with Dr. Comaves. That was just funny. There, there were just some wonderful stories. I, I was just laughing a lot. So that was really kind of neat to, um, to hear um, sort of those backstories, particularly someone I've always respected. Um, I remember when I was a younger professional, I sat on a panel with her and I was just in awe. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm on a panel with her. So it, it's just amazing mm-hmm. to kind of um, kind of get some more background on her. Um, I think for me, uh, for professionally, uh, and this is kind of interesting because, you know, we come in and we come in with the question and uh, of what we want to answer. But doing that episode on trauma uh, and burnout was very timely for me because I work at UC Berkeley. You know, obviously COVID has had a huge impact on all of us. But within my department, trauma and stress and burnout is real. And so having that conversation, I found myself almost not wanting to be the person asking the questions, but rather just listen. I just wanted to keep listening. And, and I think there were so many tips and advice. And it also tells me how 
there's so many shared experiences that we're all having and just the forum and being able to talk about it in a, in a shared space um, gave me a lot of insight and actually helped me make some decisions and how I wanted to connect with my department on how to support and help them. So mm-hmm. those were some of the, um, the lessons that I gained from, from uh, some of the episodes. Awesome. Thanks, Glenn. Um, well, we're, we're just uh, in the midst of our retreat, sort of our end of the year, 2020, looking back and uh, 2021, looking forward planning. Um, so as we think about the, the podcast going forward, some of the things we have planned, what are you most looking forward to? Heather, what's, what are you most looking forward to with the podcast in the coming year? Oh my gosh, we talked about so many great topics today that I think will be fascinating to hear um, and people who I think have so much to say and contribute. So I'm, I'm really excited about all the topics. I don't know how many of them we want to specifically mention, but I do think one of the key pieces for our planning going forward is that we continue to um, release episodes weekly. So that consistency will continue to happen and that we're looking for ideas. So we are open to hearing suggestions from our community of listeners um, with what are the topics and who are the people who you want to hear from and what are the ways that we can also, you know, make the topic containable within an episode, right? The other thing we talked about in our retreat was like not dissertation level topics, but like, what's the question, you know, what's the smaller slice. Um, And some of the, some of the episodes end up being those, those big umbrella topics, but I, um, I am also excited about episodes that end up kind of mashing up two topics and putting together, you know, what do we know? So for example, today, later today, I'm recording an episode about imposter syndrome and graduate school. So like, what are those two things as, as combined and how do we think about that? Um, so this, this episode will have aired already by the time you listen to this podcast, but I do think the way that we can think about these things and problematize and, and consider, those are some of the things that I'm most interested in. Um, not very specific, but those that's, are the things I'm excited about for 2021. I think I'm most excited about just uh, not particular episodes that we talked about exploring and are, are going to be reaching out to folks to be on, but really, you know, I, I'm just so proud of the breadth of episodes, the breadth of topics, the breadth of panelists, um, the variety that uh, I imagine our audience who, who look week to week would have no idea what's coming next. And I, I, I love that because it gives us freedom to pursue our curiosities um, and I, I, I think I'm most looking forward to the unexpected. We had a couple opportunities to um, host some events, so I'm kind of curious what other events might come along that we can we can host and provide that service, but then also um, be a part of the podcast. Um, I think that's a really interesting dynamic and way to bring things in. Um, uh, and then just further connecting with our audience uh, and what, who are, who's listening, how do we grow that, how do we hear from you and build a community. We do love your suggestions for episodes, uh, for guests, for other folks. Have you thought about this? So I'm um, really looking forward to engage and connect people in, in lots of different ways. How about you, Susanna? Well, I think, you know, it's going to be exciting for, I feel like having one season under my belt, I feel like, oh, okay. Like what, what can we do that, you know, would, um, you know, elevate sort of what we have been already doing, but I feel like um, I'm excited be- about just sort of like the, 
the criticality that we bring to to our topics. I feel um, what I love about us is that we we we're like thought partners for each other, and we're like, okay, here's the topic that I'm thinking about, and you know, we pose questions to each other around like, okay, like, you know, what is the angle here, but also like, um, you know, thinking about what what are some voices that you know don't necessarily get privileged, you know on this topic and how we can center um, those that have historically been on the margins of this topic. And so, um, so I, I'm, I'm continuing to be inspired and really excited about our process um, and how, you know, we come up with topics and, um, you know, like I, you know, I want to shake it up and, you know, like, how do we continue to do that? And, um, and how do we also listen to our list, our, you know, what our listeners have to say about like, what, what are we missing? You know, what, what are some topics that maybe we're, you know, we need to also delve into. And so, um, so that's one of the things I really appreciate about and I'm excited about next, our next season is that, you know, we're, I'm ready. I, I want to, it's going to be, it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think you're not, we're trying to include not just voices and people from the margins, but also topics from the margins. What are the things that we tend not mm. to talk about? So, mm. Ryan, how about you? Uh, you know, that retreat was amazing because it, it reinforces what uh, Susana spoke to, the process of how we, how we work together, how we're producing, how we're exploring uh, new ideas and timely uh, topics, I think is um, what's incredible. And I think that uh, some of the things I'm looking forward to are some of the, uh, um, uh, the potential panelists that we're going to be bringing on, um, that we're hoping that we'll agree to come on. Um, some of the topics, uh, to me, are timely. Um, I think what's fascinating, particularly, is the fact that, you know, obviously, a lot of the episodes we've been filming, there's been a lot of reference to COVID, because obviously, that's a very timely piece and you know and it's forcing us as a profession to think about how we do a work differently so I think that as we look into 2021 as we start talking to folks who are doing innovative things who've tested out things I'm I'm looking forward to hearing some of the things they've been they're they're doing on and how they're engaging on uh how are they how are they um actualizing many of the different things that we we are raising or we're asking questions about so in a way it's a it's a learning thing for me I think it's a learning thing for many folks so those are some of the um the immediate things I think about, um, particularly after our retreat. So, you know, I'm, I'm just excited. Awesome. Well, uh, we're going to try and keep to our listeners time here. So we'll come to the end of our time. And uh, our last question, as we alluded to, is we call this podcast Student Affairs Now. So we always like to end with hearing what our guests are thinking about now, whether it's this moment in time, this moment in life, this moment in career, or maybe just at the end of the conversation we just had. So Glenn, what are you thinking about right now? I'm thinking about scheduling my next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, I actually, it, it really ties into my, uh, my last response. I'm looking forward to the collaborations. I think that um, one of the interesting things that we, we talked about was just, just as we do this, we're realizing how many folks are out there who who have their own podcast or who have their own um, oh. areas of expertise and the intersections of these topics and potentially collaborating. Uh, so those are, um, that's what I'm looking forward to um, um, in the future. 
Yeah. So a podcast about podcasts. So meta. Mm -hmm. So So meta. Yeah. (laughs) Heather, what about you? What are you pondering, troubling, thinking about now? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to take it outside a little bit of the podcast particular realm, but, um, so I just finished my first semester teaching in the master's in student affairs program at Michigan state. And I teach a one credit professional development seminar that is designed to bridge theory and practice. And this one credit seminar that students take every semester during their um, two years in the program. So four semesters of this class, um, I think has so much potential, but one of the things I think fell short this semester um, in me being a new faculty member was just how we bring in different modes of learning and have conversations that are, you know, not only enriching and, and not just about feelings, right? I mean, we are, we are all kind of processing this moment, um, but what's, what is the way that we can articulate the way this work impacts us, the way that, that we connect with students and we build communities of belonging? Um, So I'm also thinking about like the relevance of this podcast to the professional preparation of the next generation of student affairs, uh, of student affairs educators. So uh, I think we mentioned this on our very first episode, the four of us all have the same master's degree from Colorado State University in the student affairs program. And like I think about, you know, what kind of contribution do we want to make to folks who are just learning what it means to be or are getting that formal degree after having worked in the field for a while. Um, and so how do, we, how do we make sure that this um, podcast is relevant and adds that, that contribution? So that's some of the things I'm thinking about, both problematizing how my semester is wrapping up and also what are the, what are the things that this might do to accentuate that in the future. Well, I think that's great. If you can take the real challenges that we're facing and then think, what do I want to learn? What do I want to know? What do I want to do better? Um, I think many people are having similar experiences. Yeah. Susanna, what's what's uh, on your mind now? Oh, okay. So besides sort of like the 50 papers that I have to grade before I can consider like the it, uh, a winter break for me, I feel like, you know, this, the, what I'm thinking is about the sort of the, the restoration, right? And so a lot of what I spent this semester thinking about was how we have all navigated a semester or semesters, you know, that is unprecedented, right? That we've, we've never necessarily imagined. And not only with COVID, but just sort of the racial in, injustices that we've also witnessed. Um, and the things that we continue to work on in terms of justice and equity on our campuses. And so I think what I'm thinking about mostly is how we care for our bodies in mm-hmm. this work. And I think that has been much more apparent you know, now than any other time in my professional career because of the, um, the enormous amount of weight and responsibility that we've taken to, to care for others, but also at times forgetting to care for ourselves in that process. And so I feel um, we've, we've embodied so much. We have endured a lot. And I know we need to also sort of be mindful about how that lives in our, in our body and how that, what does that manifest into? And so um, so, you know, to, to you all and to my colleagues out there and, 
make sure you're taking opportunities to also restore your body, mind, and soul um, during these times. And I, I will continue to think about this because I know I'm tired <laughs> mm -hmm. and I know my students are tired and I know that we need to, we're, we're, we're being asked to keep moving. Um, mm -hmm. But I think, you know, taking some time to just um, thinking about like, okay, what am I going to do for the next two weeks that are going to be restorative to my soul? What is it, you know, things that I'm going to do restorative to my health? Um, so you can yeah. catch me on my Peloton. Uh, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I don't think we can catch you on your Peloton. <laughs> and, and doing some reading and uh, reading for fun. Uh, there's some books that I want to delve into and um, just seeing my, my mind and soul a little bit more yeah. differently. So, but yes, that is where, where my mind and heart are right now. I, I love that. I think the lesson here is don't follow Susanna because uh, now I just can't <laughs> stop thinking about that because I'm thinking about our bodies around COVID, uh, from yeah. working from home, from not being able to working from home and having to go to campus, mm -hmm. from sitting yeah. in the same chair, from being on Zoom meetings, but also just um, seeing racial violence. What does that do to mm -hmm. our bodies? Uh, living in fear mm -hmm. of the furloughs and the layoffs and the cuts. Uh, what does that do to our bodies? Um, I think there's so many things that, that we, um, that not just happen to our bodies, but also that we do to our bodies and, and how do we restore, how do we recover? Um, it reminded me of a great quote is that our, um, our, our woundedness can do harm, but our processed woundedness can help us be healers. And so how do we mm. process our woundedness so that we can help others heal mm. um, rather than, um, you know, I see so many of us doing harm from our wounds, which is understandable, mm -hmm. but um, how do we, the, the restoration is really great. I think the thing that I, I, I've mentioned earlier, the community and engagement and hearing from folks what they want, the thing, uh, I'm doing strategic planning with a group and they sent me an article uh, from Educause about IT. And the question was, are you on the other side of this? Are you going to return to what was? Are you going to evolve a little bit or are you going to completely transform? And that was very much talking about IT operations on college campuses. But I tell you, I've been, I've said that in like 13 conversations this week. Are we talking about returning to what was or transforming or evolving in your life, in your relationship, in work, your organization, how you lead? And I don't think there's a universal answer to that. What what in our lives do we want to return to what was? And what do we want to evolve and learn a little bit and, and move along? And what do we want to completely transform and never go back to anything? And what aspects of our lives, our work, our student affairs practice, how these institutions operate, um, what do we want to return to? What do we want to evolve and what do we transform? So that's the thing that I, I continue to ponder and reponder and reponder in so many different contexts. So, Keith, is that a future podcast? Maybe we'll do it as an episode. Right? I hadn't thought about it, but I'll I, I, capture it. All right. I'll write that down. Oh, we'll get that. Yeah, that's so, a good one. Put it on the spreadsheet. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That needs well, to be a t-shirt too. <laughs> oh, I love it. Return, evolve, or transform with a little See, question mark. Folks, I love this that. is the problem, right? This is the problem <laughs> when we get together is someone says something, everybody else chimes in, and now we've got this whole to-do list and all these great yeah. ideas, and we have no shortage <laughs> of episodes and ideas and maybe even t-shirts to go with. So this is how, this is how it works, right? As Susanna said, thought partners start helping each other think. Yeah. Well, thanks to each of you for not only being great guests today, but also great hosts, colleagues, and friends. I'm so grateful for your generosity, your critical thinking, 
and your hard work making this podcast possible for the audience. And to our listeners, you you can receive reminders about this and other episodes by subscribing to the Student Affairs Now newsletter or browse our archives at studentaffairsnow.com. Thanks to our sponsor today, Anthology, formerly Campus Labs. And please subscribe to the podcast, invite others to subscribe, share on social, or leave a five-star review. It sounds cheesy, but it really does help conversations like this reach more people and build an audience so we continue to make this free. Heather, you wanted to get in there before I close this out. Go ahead. I just want to say, and thank you to you, Keith, for hosting us today, um, for making us better, for stepping in and transcribing episodes when we don't have time. Um, This has been really a passion project, um, and I'm so grateful for all four of you. So. That is one of our rules. All three of you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Four of us, three of you. That's been one of our rules. Keep this a passion project. And we're we're working really hard at that. So thanks to all of you again. My name is Keith Edwards. I kind of got to host today. Thanks again to the fabulous guests and hosts and to everyone who's watching and listening. Make it a great week. Thanks all. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.